to another episode of Keeping It Real with your favorite co-hosts, Sergio and Kayla. Uh, we have a lot to discuss in this video because we kind of skipped last week's video because we had finals. Okay, wait, I just said video and that feels wrong now that I think about it. <laughs> okay, basically, we skipped last week and so now... We have a lot to talk about because a lot happened last week. Yes, indeed. Like, it's not like life-changing stuff, like the coup that happened at the beginning of the year, but like still a lot. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, so one of the first, oh, right, before we get into it, we have our body positive quote of the week. Okay. Duh! Oh my god, I am so out of it. Anyways, <laughs> we just, we haven't done this in a long time. Okay. It's only been a week, Sergio. I know, but it's felt like so long, and I've been wanting to, like, talk to you for, about, like, so much of the stuff that I have written down oh, for, Lord. like, so long, and, like, okay, you have okay. no idea how hard it's been. Anyways, so... Okay, the quote is, I'm tired of living in a society where I am valued more when there is less of me. <sighs> Period. And you want to know who said that? Who? I did. Are you serious? Yeah, that's my quote. Oh my god, that's actually so good. I feel like that's like a quote that should be like when you type in on Pinterest. <laughs> like inspirational quote. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. Love yeah. that. Yeah, so basically to start our life update, I think we need to start we need to start by talking about driver's license. <gasps> oh my god. Guys, 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 guys. Driver's license is just I don't know how to explain it. It's just so like it's amazing. It, it is so perfect. It's really good. And like the bridge, especially. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Like, I, I feel like it's kind of basic to like driver's license, but at the same time, like, who cares? Like, driver's license is so good. Yeah. And honestly, like, I didn't like. The song Loki like kind of came out like out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. when I first listened to it, a I didn't really expect to like it, and b I didn't mm-hmm. expect for this song to blow up like it did. Right, I just I don't know. I find it so crazy how talented Olivia Rodrigo is. Mm-hmm. Like she she's so young. And, like, to possess that much talent is just, like, so extraordinary. Yeah. And, like, there's so much emotion in that song, too. And it just... Yeah. It, like, and it's so clear about what the emotions feel like. And it's just, it's so unparalleled in how, like just it conveys that emotion you know um, right do you think that it's about joshua okay here's the thing um you know i'm not really sure 
and I kind of don't want to like pry into the into their lives and act like this has anything to do with it because at the end of the day we don't know what's going on in Olivia Rodrigo's life and like there's so many things that we just don't know that I don't think it's really like wise of us to like dig into it unless the artist herself wants to tell us about it right and like when I first heard the song like yeah I listened to it but like I didn't listen to it with the intent like oh my god like who was this about or whatever because like after I listened to the song I went on like social media like YouTube and people were like oh my god it's about Joshua Bassett and I'm like what like how but then like I talked to my other friend and she was like kind of giving me the whole rundown because I didn't I don't even think that her and Joshua even dated if I'm correct maybe they did maybe they kept it private but I don't know but then when like um because I guess like in her song she mentions like you know like that blonde girl Mm -hmm. like yeah like that kind of like adds up but a could be coincidental and b it's like just because she mentions like maybe like a a specific detail like that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's about like like Joshua and like Sabrina Carpenter's situation you know like Mm -hmm. I just feel like people are just way too quick to assume things right right and also I I okay there's two things I want to say number one I think that whoever like Okay, I feel like the song, Joshua Bassett's new song and like Olivia Rodrigo's song, those were so perfectly timed together to be like, to make it look like they're sort of about each other, but not like a for sure kind of thing. And like, <gasps> that's, that's right. amazing, like PR, like that, that is really good, whoever planned that. I haven't. E- I know that Joshua released a song, but I, I, I still haven't listened to it. Oh, if you listen to it, it, it definitely does feel like it. It you definitely could interpret it as a response to Olivia's song. Oh my god! Okay, I have to listen to it now. I don't. I don't know why I haven't listened to it because I saw him like um, promote it, but I never like thought to listen. <laughs> but also but, I, okay here's the thing about that song though is that I have never listened to a Sean Mendez song but I feel like Joshua Bissett's new song is like probably what all of Sean Mendez's songs sound like really? I feel like I'm very accurate with that one and I need you to listen to that song and confirm that for me Okay, because I do listen to a lot of Shawn Mendes, so I will confirm that. Okay. Wow. We need to come out with a song, Sergio. <laughs> I don't need to come up with a song. About our pod. Imagine. <laughs> okay. So. Um, why not? <gasps> Let's talk about my YouTube. Cause I did- oh my gosh, yes, please. <laughs> Guys, okay, I felt so accomplished last week because um, on YouTube, like, obviously, like, you have to set up a profile and, like, your banner, like, kind of like your logo or whatever for when you, like, go to your channel. And I finally set it up, and I'm so proud of myself because that literally just took forever to just 
literally wasn't even hard to do. It just took forever for me to actually do it. So, like, I felt so accomplished. And so now I already filmed my cute, like, it's like a, it's not a Q&A. It's just, I'm literally just doing, like, a, like, 10 facts about me or whatever just to, like, you know, start off with your first video. And then, like, obviously, like, I'm going to do, like, get into, like, more vlogs and, like, challenges or whatever. Because I just feel like whenever you start something, like, your first whatever, it's always low-key going to kind of be boring. And then, like, you just mm-hmm. – it's like a starter, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, that video is done. And um, I just have to edit something out of it and then figure out how to upload it. So – we're making moves, guys. And, 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 and I, um, I think I mentioned this before, but I want to start making, like, more TikToks. I just bought, like, a, <laughs> I bought, like, a ring light, and it, like, it's, like, one of those clip-ons, um, that go on your phone, and my dad has, like, this tripod, so I'm gonna, like, hook up my phone to it, and then we're gonna film more TikToks, so you guys want content, and you guys like, actually want to see me in person, go subscribe and follow my TikTok, guys. So, that's my update. I'm really excited for you to start uploading. It's been a process in the making, guys. It's been a journey. It has been a journey. And, you know, I feel like as long as you start, like, as long as you start, like, and just keep up with it you're gonna do well yeah honestly I feel like the hardest part is honestly just starting it like that's it like once you start it once I upload that first video it's just gonna be like smooth sailing from there you know because like I just feel like in life that's like with everything you know yeah like with this podcast we procrastinated on starting it for oh so my gosh. long. That was an emotional journey in itself. It was, it was an emotional journey, and that's what I wrote my common app essay about. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at us now. We're basically pros. Yeah, we are. And I don't know. It, it's just, it's been an interesting journey. And the point is just start something. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you're scared about it, just like start it. Um, yeah, and, like, I think the reason why, like, I've been so, like, hesitant is because literally you are put, you're putting yourself in a situation that you're allowing people to, like, you know, comment on you or whatever. Like, I mean, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation when it, like, you know what I mean? So, like, once you, like, just kind of, like, realize, that, like, you know what, like, I'm going to do me, they can do what they want, you're fine after, you know? hmm But. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're making money moves, guys, hopefully soon. <laughs> okay. So, I kind of just... Okay, there's a few things I want to bring up, and there's, like, a lot of stuff that I want to talk about but okay okay I guess I'll start with this um I feel like on this podcast I talk a lot about my failures and like (laughs) you know with like getting deferred from Yale like getting a three on the ESS exam like getting like a, a high C or low B on my extended essay for IB 
Um, not so much positives from Sergio. Exactly. So not a lot of positives, but I just, I wanted to take this time to reflect on like some of my successes from last semester, because I feel like I don't give myself enough credit. And I always, and I always have like this constant imposter syndrome of like, I'm not good enough. And like, I need to do more. Let's um, hear them. So I just wanted to start off by talking about my math final, my mm-hmm. math finals, because there were two of them. Um, it was a two day final, which was rough. And so the first one, I got a 93%, which was like a very good score in the class because like IB, IB tests are not designed for you to get 100% on. Like it's very hard for you to do that. There's usually mm-hmm. like a curve. So a 70% would translate to like a 90%. Okay. So I felt very proud of myself. Um, and then on my on the second day of the final, okay, I cannot stress how hard day two final was for math it it was genuinely tough and it was one of those like what it was one long question with like parts a b c and d and like so on and so if you didn't get one of the parts you couldn't do the rest of the problem it, it was really tough and so what happened was that it was only 20 minutes too so it was like really short and so I was freaking out because I was like I don't know if I'm doing this correctly and so I finished like all of the problems, like all the way through like A through G, I believe it was. And so uh-huh. um, I turned it in and then I went to like my, my math group chat and like everyone was talking about like how they didn't understand like part B and how like that just like, like ruined the entire rest of the problem. And like, it, it definitely was rough and I don't think I did part B correctly, but actually I know I didn't do part B correctly because I have my grade back. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing about that final. I got a 21 out of 27 points on that final, which is a C plus. And we're gonna, we're gonna put that in context because right now that sounds like it isn't something that should be celebrated necessarily. But at the same time, like, everyone else in the class scored 30% or lower on that test. And I was the only one who passed the test. So I (gasps) feel like that that's, that's a lot to celebrate. And so basically with the IB style curve, I ended up getting 100% on my math final. (gasps) As you should, you know, I felt, so proud of me and I think I don't give myself enough credit when I do have my successes and and there's more to this too okay so I have a research paper for math and I I mean I had a research paper for math and so Mm -hmm. basically there's a scale of like one to seven points that you can get on it and I got all seven points on it so that means that 25% 25% of my IB grade for math is seven, is a seven. So also same thing for history. I had a history research paper, it got a seven. And I'm so glad, like, I don't know. I feel like I just really needed this, like after mm-hmm. the whole like 
my EE didn't turn out so well and like my ESS score didn't turn out so well and I feel like it was just a a lot of like setbacks but at the same time like I think I was focusing too much on those and not enough on like what I was already doing well at right um two things one good job I'm so proud of you and you should be proud of yourself and second I feel like that's kind of true with like I don't say everyone but with like a majority of people like I feel like Mm -hmm. people look at like more of like the negative things that happen in their lives and the positive like they don't give credit to themselves as much as they should be you know Mm -hmm. but um yeah we should we should we should normalize you complimenting yourself or reflecting over what you did well every pod that should be a goal for you that should but also Kayla do you want to reflect on like what you've done well (laughs) okay um let's see I think that I have been very um what's the word um like when you get things done productive productive I think I've been very productive because, like, like I said with my YouTube, I set it up. Now all I gotta do is upload. Like, that was a very big step. Um, and I don't know, I'm just proud of myself. Like last semester, like it was mm-hmm. literally all my academic classes, and I'm just mm-hmm. proud for like finishing strong. I got all A's in all of them, which uh, is amazing. Um, but yeah. It's so weird. I don't, I think that's why people, I think that's why people like don't, um, are always focusing on like the negative parts and like their failures is because for me personally, like talking about like the things that like I feel accomplished about or like feel like I've succeeded in, it's just kind of like, like weird, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to definitely have to add a new segment about what we feel like we accomplished or just like something that we're proud that we did. Um, For sure. Because I feel like we're both the kind of people who like don't really take the time to appreciate everything that we do. And we are like constantly in this like mindset of like, I have to be better, you know? Mm, Yes, for sure. And so I feel like that's very common, but also like that, that's also very damaging, you know? It is. I mean, literally my whole life and I, I kind of feel like it's because like, I'm very like, I've always been like involved in like some type of sport. So obviously like you're always with the mentality of, oh, I can, I can do this better or I have to be better than so-and-so or I have to be stronger or whatever, you know? So like, that that mentality has kind of like shifted over into like just like my everyday life now because now I'm just like I I don't focus on like what I'm doing well or um whatever instead I'm more focused on like okay well what I should be doing this or I I need to do this or I could have done that you know so yeah like it like you said it is kind of it is kind of damaging for sure, especially mm-hmm. to like your self esteem and yourself. Right. And I also kind of just want to re- reflect on 
how this podcast has like really made me more confident in myself like with the whole EE thing and like understanding that I got like a C or a B on that I feel like I took that a lot better than I thought I was like Mm -hmm. because I was so confident in myself and because I was like this is still like a great thing that I wrote regardless of whatever whatever arbitrary grade that IB gives it like I don't know I'm just so thankful to this podcast for like teaching me like how to believe in myself and I know that sounds like really cheesy but like at the same time like it's just true like I feel like I've really been able to grow because of this podcast and like I don't know I'm just very thankful yeah, this podcast has also helped me. And honestly, I didn't even really think that this podcast could, like, help or, like, benefit me in any way. But it's surprising because I, I know what you mean, but it, it makes you feel more confident in yourself and, like, mm-hmm. like kind of, like, reassures you, you know? Right. And I think especially during, like, the time we started the podcast, I feel like I really needed not only, like, to connect with someone else, but also to just like get start gaining more confidence because like you know like we were in quarantine and like we were just like everything was kind of a mess and like it it was just so weird when we started this podcast like the time surrounding this podcast not the fact that we started it but like I don't know I just I feel like I couldn't have started this podcast at a better time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, on a very less serious note, did you know that shortcuts now go like straight to the app on the new iPhone update? So it doesn't... Oh, but that's actually nice because before it used to go, to sh- it, yeah. you would have to go through shortcuts to get to the app, right? Yes. And oh my God, it is so nice because now I can use all the like the little app icons that I have without like having to like scroll all the way to the right to the app library. Oh, it's right. so nice. It's so nice. Right. Well, okay. On a phone subject, I'm so excited because for my birthday, I'm getting the new iPhone. And I'm so excited because on TikTok, I don't know if you've seen these, but on TikTok, the phone quality, like the camera quality is so nice. And like, like, I, like, I, like, um, like, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, oh my god, what was I gonna say? Oh, before, like, remember I told you, like, for Christmas, I was gonna get a camera. Well, then the mom was like, why don't you just get a new phone? Because I know the camera quality on that is, like, amazing. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, this is true. Because, A, I want a new phone anyway. And, B, I need a camera. So, like, this is, like, right. talking not two birds with one stone. So, I'm so excited. But, oh, my God. Should we talk about politics and what the heck is going on in our country? I mean, yeah, I guess we can transition into politics now. I think we need to because it's bugging the heck out of me. Okay. So, 
politics that you want to talk about? Bro, like, okay, did you hear that? Um, so tomorrow is, is um, inauguration day, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. Trump is like, so, like, usually, like, when you're transitioning to a new president, you have your former president and a new president, and then, like, you know, shake hands, whatever, whatever. That's how it's been done for, like, mm-hmm. centuries. Trump is not doing that. Instead, yeah. he's having the army put on, like, a final send-off for him, and he's planning mm-hmm. his own party and, like, apparently sending out invitations. And now, like, what? I just... Is anyone really surprised at this point? I feel like... I wish he would just be there to ensure peaceful transition of power, but at the same time, like, I know that Biden is probably going to do his best to, like, unite this country. Um, so at the same time, I, I honestly don't really care to ever see Trump again. Me neither. Like... I'm just so done with him, and it's he's just he's the worst. So I don't apparently, pe- like his neighbors, because he's moving to Miami, right? So mm-hmm. the <laughs> his neighbors are are like so mad. They're like, we don't want you to live next to us. Right. And I'm like, I don't blame you, but honestly, like this whole, I just feel like this whole like presidential um elections and like all this stuff has just been so like personally mentally draining like it's just it's just feel like it's one thing after the other Mm -hmm. yeah and I think I think that's part of the reason why like I feel sort of apathetic about the fact that Trump isn't going to be at the inauguration. Like, yeah, I understand the implications of it, and those implications are kind of, are pretty negative. But at the same time, like, I'm just so tired of everything that Trump has done, and like, I never want to hear about him again unless it's like him, like, getting like pressed with like federal or like state charges and him getting convicted. Same. Like, that, that's Same. the only time I want to hear about Trump again. Same. Other than that, I could care less. I just, I'm so tired of him as our president. And I'm so glad that we can say that today is the last full 24 hours that Trump is in office. I know. This is exciting. I'm so ready for him to just be gone. Like, bye. <laughs> Did you also he lifted um all travel restrictions that we had in place for corona? He lifted those. You know I'm so done with Trump. Like I <laughs> <laughs> like so I know man. Dumb. I know. And he doesn't listen to his, his advisors about what to do about Corona. So, like, what's the point of having them? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just, I'm excited for Biden to just finally, like, be in full control. Because 
I just feel like we're going to get Corona. We're going to beat Corona, like, you know? Because he literally takes it serious. Like, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen, like, videos, but he, like, he's literally, like, calling people, like, idiots. He's like, wear your freaking mask, yeah. you know? And he actually cares about the well-being of our country, unlike somebody. But, yeah. <sighs> okay, that's enough on him. Okay, this one's kind of an interesting one, but um, so earlier, I I think it was over the weekend, I texted you about like why The Archer is like one of my all-time favorite Taylor Swift songs, and I told you that there's like a really good story to go along with it. Okay, so story time. (laughs) Oh my god, I feel like there's like a regular segment now. So the reason why the Archer is such like and okay, let me give some context. The Archer is a song from Lover by Taylor Swift. And so it's basically it it's this extended metaphor about how like the speaker is like both has been both the archer and the prey in the relationships and so it's like a very what's the word it's like a very hauntingly beautiful sort of song because it's like it's about a lot of like anxiety and just like panic irrational panic because like one of the lyrics that just like really sticks out to me as like the message of this song is like who could ever leave me, but who could ever stay? And, like, mm. it's, like, sort of this, like, I know that I'm worthy, but at the same time, I don't fully believe it. Ah. And, like, I've been hurt, but I've also been the one doing the hurting. Like, as in, I've been the archer, but I've also been the prey. Oh, wow. And so it's it's very deep. And I was, like, okay, well, like, I'm not usually the one who's, like, doing the hurting in the relationship it's usually me who getting hurt because I get like very emotionally invested and so right how do I even like like why is this one of my all-time favorite Taylor Swift songs and I was like okay maybe there's no deep reason but this weekend I found out the deep reason okay (gasps) spill so there's a lot of times in my life where I'll just like have like a lot of existential crises and like you know, like life will just feel like sort of pointless or like there's this sort of sense of like emotional numbness where like very few things in my life bring me happiness, especially in quarantine because like I've been getting, I get a lot of my energy from like being around my friends and like other people. And so like that's been very hard to do in quarantine. And so mm-hmm. the last Friday I was like up at midnight, just like I don't, I don't even remember. I think I was, like, crying. Maybe I was crying. I don't know. And so I think I was, like, you know, I was listening to Mirrorball by Taylor Swift, and I was crying. And I I wrote some, like, poetry. And, like, so there's this relationship that I have with poetry where, like, the worse that my mental health is, the more poetry that I write. And so, like, mentally, I was, like, in a really bad place. And I was, like, like what even brings me happiness at this point because like I feel like so empty and like 
so it was like this really big existential crisis and then I started listening to the archer the next day because it continued until the next day this crisis and I wrote down this line because it just so accurately captured how I felt that night um and I want to read it okay so it says I wake in the night I pace like a ghost the room is on fire invisible smoke Oh, wow. And so here's the thing. Here's what I get from that. It's sort of about irrational fears that you have. And so when it says the room is on fire and visible smoke, it's like you're in this state of panic, but there is nothing to panic about, but you perceive that there's something to panic about. Oh, okay. I see. And like, the whole like I wake in the night I pace like a ghost like that is just so very characteristic of me because like sometimes like I will stay up very late and I'll just like freak out and like the whole idea of pacing like a ghost as if like you're in this sort of like meta reality where things aren't real like that just really stuck out to me and it's oh my god it's so good wow okay i'll listen to this and like but also i want to kind of talk about how mirror ball fits in there um because <laughs> i was like, <laughs> as i said earlier in the story i was listening to mirror ball by taylor swift while i was having my existential crisis and so mirror ball is sort of mirror ball is about the existing for the gaze of others and it's about sort of this idea that a person can be like a mirror ball and that they reflect what others want them to and and that they're very fragile, you know? And so mm-hmm. I was going through like a lot of emotions about my body image and it was just, it was a lot. And because I felt like I had gained a lot of weight since the start of quarantine, which is like perfectly normal. But it was just like, I was in such a bad place mentally. And it was just, it was not, it was not right. a good place. And so that caused me to write a lot of poems about it. And like, some of the poems that I wrote that night are like, I believe some of them are like the best poems I've ever written. Ooh. Like, I'm, I'm sad that I had to go through that, but like, at least I got some really good poetry out of it. Right, right. So, yeah. Wow. You really connect with Kate, with T-Swift. I, here's the thing. Is that a lot of her songs are about, like, such universal experiences, though. And I feel like mm-hmm. she writes about such a great diversity of experiences that I feel like a lot of people can connect with her songs. Right. I I don't know. Good. I'll have to listen to it then. It sounds good. It's so good. Like, it. So Taylor Swift always does like a very like emotional track five on each of her albums, and like this is my favorite track five. Ooh, track five. You said. Yeah, it's track five on Lover. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, a tree just fell. <laughs> okay, what's next on the list? Okay, what was I? Oh, I okay, this one 
this one's also okay okay I have two things um so number one I I made like a Spotify playlist that just like tells the story of my life but like starting at eighth grade mm-hmm. and like it is such a good playlist like I love it it's currently at 47 songs and it's three hours and eight minutes and it covers like about like four-ish years of my life oh my god (laughs) wow okay I need okay I'm for sure gonna check this out like and like it's half Taylor Swift songs and it's like half musical theater songs so I feel like and it's very I don't know I find it like so fun to listen to and I feel like you should you should make one too and then we should like share on the pod oh my god a spotify about my life so far yeah but like we should just like talk about some of the like most important like like songs on there not like necessarily all of them i feel like that would be really fun to do next pod okay i'm down okay okay i'm so excited oh my gosh i'm so excited (laughs) okay um yeah okay so we started new classes today. And I love my new schedule. Okay. So do you want to elaborate? <laughs> okay. So basically, um, I only had a zero in first period. So I'm basically done with school every day at 1015. And I have um, photography and sports med and I love both of those classes the teachers are oh my god my sports med teacher Garrett oh my god literally love the dude he is so just like chill and my photography teacher okay so like it's zero period right nobody wants to get up early but her like her vibe and her energy is so like it's just so like contagious and whatever like she makes you like want to get up early to go to her class you know but I feel like it's, like, the best feeling ever. Um, but, yeah, I'm just chilling this semester. Because, like, last semester, I had all of my academic classes. So, I got all those out of the way. Um, but, yeah. I am so jealous of you for having a zero period. Because, like, mm-hmm. I actually really liked having a zero period last semester. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, today was just my first day, so, like, I hate getting up early, and I'm like, ugh, but the teacher really helps, because it, I guess it depends on, like, what kind of teacher you have and, like, their personality mm-hmm. type, Um, but, like, I said, like, my photography, she's just, like, full of energy, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I, But what's your schedule? And I have a first, second, and third period the semester and first period is English and I actually really like my English teacher she she feels like she's like so much fun and like she has a lot of cool stories that she's gonna tell us and like I don't know I feel like we would just like really get along um who is it it's Miss Savio Miss Savio is it 
Is it Savio? That's that name sounds so familiar. Does she? Is it a girl? Yeah. Does she have a husband that teaches it? I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. Continue. I think it's gonna be a very fun semester, but at the same time, I think it's also gonna be really hard because, like, apparently we're gonna have like reading quizzes with like a, where you have to like list very specific details from the readings that we do and like I suck at like recite like some of the like main points of it or like some of the like little details of this chapter like I'm so bad Mm -hmm. at like plot-based quizzes but like I'm great at analysis-based quizzes um and so I think it's gonna be really fun and also, for a second period, I have French, which I just finished. Um, and so that, I think French is going to be really fun, but at the same time, I'm going to have to refresh my French. And like, because <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me as like one of the like seniors, because like in AP, IB French, it's a combined class of AP and IB students and so like we have people who are taking AP which are like usually juniors um and then we have people who are taking IB year one and they're also juniors and so like the smallest group of people are like the seniors who are taking IB year two French and so um I feel like there's a lot of pressure for me to do well and not like right and to like do better and like the expectations are higher for me because I am like the one who has taken the most French class I am one of the people who has taken the most French classes you know right and so I don't know I'm just I'm scared for that and like there's this whole like power dynamic in French that like okay here's the thing is that my French teacher will always like have a teacher's pet and so for like my freshman and sophomore year that was me and like I loved it it was so much fun it was the best I got all the extra credit it was amazing (laughs) it worked in my favor all the time and so junior year comes around and then I enroll I skip French three and then I enroll in IB French and so I mean, I was still kind of the teacher's pet and like, and like my French teacher knew that I was really good at French, but like, it wasn't like at that same level, you know, it just, you lost I, it. It wasn't that I necessarily lost it, but like, I couldn't necessarily compete with the senior IB students, yeah. you know? And so now I'm a senior and I kind of want to reclaim that that position and so I feel like I should reclaim that position but at the same time like I understand that just like working for validation and like to reclaim the spot is kind of like unhealthy low-key low-key yeah but think about the benefits though I know I know I think I'm thinking about the benefits but at the same time like I don't need any of those benefits like I, That's I true. have nine hundred points of extra credit, 
So oh like theoretically, I, I wouldn't have to do anything all semester and I can get me. <gasps> I just need a cash but like, and that's it. I see what you mean though. Like you don't you don't need it, but like because you you have had that like title before, you know how it like feels and like you like low key still want it. <laughs> yes, <though>. I do. <laughs> and they also just wanna I don't know. I think it comes back to this like whole like Amy March mentality that I have of like this the quote I want to be great or nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's one yeah. of the quotes that I live by, and whether that's for good or bad, like I don't know. I just that's that's how I live. Same. Oh yeah. Oh wait, and then I have a third period. Oh my god. Okay. What is it? I have art as my third period and art stresses me out a lot i feel like art that should be the exact opposite art should calm you no no because here's the thing here's the thing i have an irrational fear of art like not of like art itself but of like art class why because the i don't i don't i don't even know i i couldn't tell you I just, I just know that art makes me really stressed out for like no specific reason and like it, it doesn't make sense but I think it's about the fact that like I'm really bad at art and I half of the time I don't know what I'm doing in that class <laughs> so who's your teacher I have Gleason so he's chill he, though he's very chill and like he is so kind to me, like, all the time, but at the same, and, like, I know that my uncomfortableness in that class has nothing to do with him or, like, any of the other people in that class. It's just the fact that, like, half of the time, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> and, like, also, IB art is, like, no, no, IB <laughs> art, because they, okay, what IB does is that they'll make you like make a slideshow of of like your thought process behind your art and so this slideshow is so annoying to do because like at at like almost every step of your artwork you have to like take a picture so you can write about it and like I just I hate it it's uh, the worst it's annoying so yeah Wow. So Sergio mm-hmm. is afraid of art. Good to of know. Art class because art I class. have no like idea what I'm doing. And like Yeah. Is it like low is it like a little intimidating, do you think, art just art class? I feel like the thing that's intimidating about it is that I know that I have to create like ten like substantial pieces to send to IB. Ah, uh, I see. Wow. And like, I hate having a third period. Like, I wish I had zero, one, and two again. Why couldn't you have a zero period again? I don't know. That's just kind of the way that my schedule worked out. Yes. Hmm. And that's at one. Oh my god. One fifteen, one. 
I think it's that one. Let me check. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's that one. Yeah. I've never had a third period, so I don't know. Let's see. Oh, and what's even worse is that they got rid of Procreate on the school iPad. So I'm really upset about that. Because <laughs> I liked using Procreate and I don't want to use like that other like, I think it's like Adobe like Sketch or something. I don't want to use that oh, yeah. I don't like that one. <laughs> what time is it? Oh my. I think it's one. Is it? I think it is one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so because it goes one to two and then fourth is two fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well. So what else what else is new with you? Um what else? What else is new with me? Okay. So you okay. You know how I've been, like, really, like, into Taylor Swift. Yes, everyone knows. Okay, everyone knows this. <laughs> but I, okay, last week, I was listening to Reputation because I love Reputation, and Reputation's, like, a great album. And, mm-hmm. like, anyways, I'm just really enjoying that right now. And I was listening to one song on that for, like, hours on end and it was just like such a great song and that song is called call it what you want and so oh I think I listened to that great good because I'm gonna go into some like hardcore analysis of this oh my god okay so have you listened to love story by Taylor Swift yes okay I feel like love story and call it what you want are really good songs that juxtapose each other very well. And I feel like they have a lot of similar themes as far as like, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. They just have similar themes. Um, yeah, agree. So, I okay, here's the thing about call it what you want. Call it what you want is such a beautiful song because it's like it's such a pure song about love and like the whole part during the bridge where she's like I want to wear his initial on a chain around my neck not because oh my god I know but because he really knows me that like Mm -hmm. gets me every single time and that's such a beautiful sentiment and so wait what which song was that in again this is Call It What You Want. So it's Reputation. Yeah. And I feel okay. like Call It What You Want is just such a good manifestation of how Taylor Swift has grown over the years since she put out mm-hmm. Love Story. Because there's this one line at the end of the bridge where she's like, you don't need to save me, but would you run away with me? And <laughs> okay and that parallels very closely to love story where she says take me somewhere where we can take me somewhere we can be alone I'll be waiting 
all there's left to do is run. Save me. <gasps> yeah, you're right. It does correlate and, with each other. And I feel like that just shows so much growth because, like, now we understand that that the speaker in this song doesn't need to be saved, but they're just, they aren't, no, they are no longer dependent on this sort of, like, romanticized love story that they have in their head. Right. And so it's just, I feel like I resonate with that growth so much because I feel like a lot of it, like, during freshman year, like, I really wanted a boyfriend just to, like, because I had so many problems and because I wanted someone to save me. And so being able to listen to call it what you want and just like really resonate with those lyrics not necessarily because like just because like I've known like that growth that comes with like breaking down this idea that someone could save you right like you're in love with the thought of Mm -hmm. it but you know that's not what you need and like also I want to point out that the song starts with my castle crumbled overnight and here's the thing here's what that symbolizes so castle we have castle and then two lines later we have crown and those are very like specific like sort of medieval fairy tale kind of like terms right mm-hmm. and so even though love story parallels romeo and juliet which is like more Oh, wait, no, it, no, that is medieval times too, right? Shakespeare yeah. is medieval times. Okay, yeah. So Shakespeare, that's Shakespeare. And so we also, ha- so we have that connection there, but we also have a connection to sort of like a fairy tale, you know, like Castle and Crown. That's a very fairy tale like for words. So we have a connection to Romeo and Juliet, but we also have a connection to a fairy tale. And so I feel like, when she says my castle crumpled overnight, that's sort of deconstructing what was happening in love story and being like, I no longer believe in that. I no longer believe in this idea of like Romeo and Juliet and like a fairy tale kind of romance, you know? And I feel like I just so strongly resonate with that because like, I don't know. I just, I resonate with that and I just, I love the growth that comes with, like, the juxtaposition of these two songs. Like, I don't know. It's great. Yeah, I see what you mean, though. <clears throat> you remind me of, like, like the way that you, like, go into depth and, like, talk about, like, T-Swift songs. It reminds me of, like, a detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, I don't know, call it what you want. It's just, like, such a sweet song. And I just... It is. I got to admit, I low-key like that song a lot. Like, when she says, loves me like I'm brand new. Like, that's so sweet. That, okay, it is. It is. And, like, (laughs) my baby's fit like a daydream walking with his head down. I'm the one he's walking to. Oh my god. I just like I feel like this is oh wait, there's this one. This one gets me every time. 
starry eyes sparking up my darkest night. Oh, I love that. Oh, and like, my heart. I'm laughing with my lover, making farts under covers, trust him like a brother. <laughs> the song is just amazing, okay? I think everyone could agree on that. And like, oh my God, it's like, I just, this is the kind of song that like, I'm going to be listening to like nonstop when I'm in love. Like, it just, like it feels like this is such a good like song about love and like I feel like I'm just going to be able to resonate with with it more deeply when I do fall in love you know I feel that so yeah I don't know that's that on Taylor Swift I feel like I feel like okay I'm not off topic because I mean like you the song's about it but like are you like afraid of like love <laughs> that's such a deep question oh my gosh are you, okay leave it to me to take it to a deeper level I like deep questions that I you know I like I, I feel like it makes you think I, I like I, know. I like challenging myself and I feel like deep questions are a really good way to like examine a lot of things um so am I afraid of falling in love you know I feel like to a certain extent yeah I'm like terrified I think the fact that Cornelia Street is my favorite Taylor Swift song kind of just says it all um Mm -hmm. because I feel like when we think about love we can think about love in a romantic sense but we can also think about it in like other ways too like falling in love with like one of your passions or like something else and so um so like if when I think about falling in love with another person I don't know I feel like am I theoretically ready to like have a partner and like I'm not sure and like I think right like, if one happens to come along, like, sure, like, that'd be, like, really nice to, like, have someone to be in love with, but at the same time, like, I'm also fine on my own. Yeah, like, I 100% agree with you, and, like, I say, I, like, I agree, like, to a certain extent, I'd say I am a little bit, because you're, I feel like once, like, you fall in love, you're also opening yourself up to that person like to hurt you you know and like I have seen like all like I've seen like some people that I know personally but like in the movies though like when a person's in love and the person like does something that really hurts that other person it looks like such a like it just does not look like good times yeah (laughs) but also I really like being in love like I'm pretty sure that I was in love one time and mm-hmm. that person did hurt me a lot. Um, but I feel like I was really able to grow from that. So, like, right. I'm really thankful that it happened. And so I don't really have this, like, scarred view of what love is like. 
and like I still have a pretty positive view of it even though my first experience of it was like really bad like really bad right so I don't think I'm necessarily scared to fall in love but am I kind of scared of guys yeah yeah I am <laughs> like, period I, just, I don't even know how to talk to them oh my gosh and talking to a guy I like absolutely not I, I can't okay it's so hard See- See, I can talk to, like, literally, like, I talk to any dude, right? But it's always different when you like mm-hmm. them. If you like them, oh, my God. It's like you forget how to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so embarrassing, too, sometimes. Because you're just like, um. Because I feel like that makes it so much more obvious. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like it's very obvious to the person that I like when I do like them. Yeah. Although, I'm trying to think about guys that I've liked before. None of them have caught on without me telling them. Right. But, like, I'm also the kind of person who's, like, I don't, like, let people in easily, you know? Like, I always have, like, Mm -hmm. like, a guard up. Yeah. Because, honestly, like, one of my toxic things that I, is, like, I I expect for people to like like leave me, you know? Like I just mm-hmm. expect it, like for them like to use me or whatever. Which is like and honestly I don't even know why because nothing like like horrific. Like I've never like like happened <laughs> to me. It's just something that I have already. And like Loki, like I feel like that's good in a way because I feel like if you let too many people in then like that leaves the person like I feel like easier to like take advantage of but also it's kind of like kind of toxic it's like a kind of toxic trait because i'm like you don't trust easily or whatever right right and i don't know i feel like you know i don't i think i let people in somewhat easily i feel like i'm definitely quarantine has made me more shy because like we just haven't been interacting so like all of my social skills were just like thrown out the window even though junior year junior year was the first year where I was like where I didn't feel shy and I was so comfortable with like who I was and I was just like so comfortable like just talking to people and so it just kind of sucked that quarantine happened right around that time and like now I'm starting from scratch again right Right, And so I think I do let people in like relatively easy, but like once you get to know me, like I will not stop talking. Like <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like, like I have such a strong personality once you get to know me and it's just, you do. I really do. So. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? Cause I know you have class at one. Okay. Yes, I do. So, okay, so this weekend, I was writing my letter of continued interest to Yale, Mm -hmm. and I just, I have to say, I am very proud of how the letter is turning out, because it looks so professional, like, it's so professional, and also, I find this idea of a letter of continued interest to be, like, such an interesting idea. Because, like, why is it customary 
for me to send the institution a letter, like, you already have my application, like, you have all my stuff, like. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to do more. And so I've been, like, I have other extracurriculars to, like, update them about, but, like, it just feels like this weird, like, extra hurdle that I have to jump through for like, yeah. no reason and like yeah I'd like to update them about my extracurriculars because there has been like significant updates mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day is that really going to make the difference right I feel like they're just they're just trying to make you do more maybe maybe it's to see like exactly how badly you want to go but here's the thing is that if I open myself up again to like being like it's only Yale and I just want Yale, then I feel like I open myself up to like a lot of like stress and like heartbreak if I don't get in. And true. And I think I'm gonna regret saying this so much because this is not gonna be true when I get my Yale decision. But I think I would be fine if Yale rejected me. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it. That's a lie. Here's the thing: is that I am so. You were Sergio. You were literally an emotional wreck when I they just was, deferred you. I was. <laughs> I was. I was an emotional wreck. But I think getting deferred made me realize how much I love a lot of other schools that I'm applying to. And like, yeah, like Yale is still my top choice, and I would like go there in a heartbeat if they accepted me. But like at the same time. I, I feel like, like maybe I'll be okay because I'm so invested in other schools that maybe it'll make Yale hurt less. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, only time will tell. We will have to see. But also, it's so soon, and I'm not ready for that. Oh my gosh! I know. Like, Two months. Uh, so scared. So scared. Oh, this is oh my god! It's exciting though. I'm so excited. I just. All right, Kayla. Kayla. Oh my (laughs) god! Wait, I can't believe I was gonna let you go without without you telling the pod. Riri. Pepper and I. Oh my god, guys! I did not get in. Wait, what? I didn't get in, but it's okay because I came to the realization. First of all, I wasn't supposed to find out about Pepperdine until like, like on a Sunday. I found out literally like ten minutes after we ended the pod last week or whenever we last did the pod, which I did not appreciate. But also, I came to the realization that I didn't really want to go to Pepperdine as much as I thought I did because I was like, you know what? I want a school with a football team and just, like, a lot of people and just, you know. And I was like, Pepperdine, I think I like the idea of going to Pepperdine, but I, but then, you know. So, in a way, I'm kind of happy I didn't get in because I just made it a whole lot easier and it made me realize that. So, yeah. But on another note, I got into Arizona State University. Wow, I'm so excited for you. I know there's uh, literally it's just gonna be so much like 
every like acceptance letter I'm getting, it just gets like it just feels more real, you know? Like, oh, we're going to college. Like, what? I'm so scared that I'm not gonna get accepted. No. <laughs> Wait, you haven't gotten one acceptance no, letter. <laughs> See, it that's nerve wracking. Because like a lot of other people that I know have like gotten acceptance letters at this point, and like I haven't, and it's like. You'll get in somewhere. I really hope so. Did you apply to that I one safety not. school we were talking about? Because here's the thing. Sergio. I'm not jazzed about, like, going there, though. And I want to be... But that's why it's But I want to be jazzed school. about every school that I'm applying to. <laughs> jazzed. Like, <laughs> like, I don't want to apply to a school that I'm not invested in. Like, I don't, that's not that's not gonna be fun. true. I don't know. Some true. schools have extended their deadlines for me. Um. Ooh. So maybe I'll apply to one of those, but like, I'll honestly probably not because I'm like, I think I'll get it right. You yeah, you'll get it for yeah. sure. I believe in this. Okay. okay, I'm going to end the pod because you have five minutes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the pod. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to it, and we'll see you guys next